Franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. My name is Sarah Wasco and I am joined by my colleague Roxanne Rapsky. We are with FranNet of Dallas-Fort Worth and Oklahoma and we created this podcast as a means to discuss business ownership, trends in business ownership, offer education, and really discuss all things franchising. So today, what Roxanne and I would like to share with you is some of what we learned at our recent FranNet fall meeting. We just returned from a very busy four days um, visiting with probably close to 100 of our franchise partners between the two of us, and we really got some excellent updates on trends in franchising, and really had some takeaways from the event that we wanted to share with you. So I'll just kind of kick it off by, I think, one of the the key takeaways from this is we're two years now, kind of post-COVID, so the franchisors have really had an opportunity to track their numbers And many of these brands are coming out better now than what their numbers showed in 2019. And so I would say that was just a huge takeaway and kind of revelation for me. What do you think, Roxanne? Well, especially with the businesses that were forced for a while to to shut down, right? And, And I think the initial goal was to at least get back to 2019 numbers, but the fact that they're exceeding those numbers is impressive. And it's, you know, we've heard that pent-up demand term a lot. But, but I th- really think it applies in beauty and fitness. Um, I think we're just kind of back to life as normal. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really glad that you mentioned beauty because that is one that really stood out to me. One of the brands gave me some stats. I'm going to use my notes here. Pardon me for looking down, but I don't want to make a mistake. So they're um, among their franchisees in 2019, their gross revenue was 15 and a half million. And certainly they took a hit in 2020, but it wasn't huge. It was 14.6 million. So even with their locations having to close, some locations obviously longer than others, it wasn't a dramatic decline, but it was definitely a decline. In 2021, their gross revenue was $27.6 million. So that is almost double 2019, yeah. which just was a huge eye-opener for me. I, I must admit I was very shocked by that. I think those numbers are astonishing, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, um, which should give those considering business ownership some comfort. So I'm, I'm glad that you got those very specific numbers. And some of the other things we're seeing as far as trends are going are these platform companies that are supporting the franchisees, either 
parent companies or platform companies, however you want to refer to them. But some of them, a lot of them are, are bringing the marketing in-house and doing the marketing for the franchisees. Some of them have actually purchased marketing companies and merged them um, and become one. And they're controlling that marketing to make sure it's very specific to their brand instead of hiring an agency to do it and hoping they're, they're going to get the right results for you. It makes it a lot different when you own that company and you can really control it. And then also recruiting, um, bringing recruiting companies in-house to help recruit. Now, they can't hire and, and cross the line and do too much for the franchisee, but they can certainly recruit and put in front of the franchisees well-vetted, qualified candidates for them to interview. And we're seeing a lot more of that, a lot more qualified candidates coming in. Um, they're trying to get a hand on this this labor issue that that we're all hearing of. And that's helping a lot to help. The goal is really to have these franchisees focusing on their, running their business and not worrying about all these other little moving parts that are very important parts of the business. And then having call centers to take all the calls and schedule the appointments and not just inbound call, um, calls, but also making outbound calls to um, reach out to folks that are current clients to maybe schedule another appointment or if somebody canceled, making sure they don't fall through the loop, the hoops, loops, cracks. <laughs> what are they falling through? <laughs> Fall through somewhere. <laughs> so um, that's that's huge. And then more of a um, kind of like a newer trend that we're seeing is where the franchisor is charging a higher royalty and actually doing even more for the franchisee in terms of running the business. And we spoke to a couple that are doing this, right? They're, and I'm going to look at my notes as well so I don't mess this up, but they're taking a higher royalty and they'll completely actually run the business on the franchisee's behalf. These franchisors are taking operational responsibility for the businesses and turning the opportunity into a structured investment alternative for these candidates that might not have a lot of extra time. Now, the investment level required is significant for these. Um, these are typically brick-and-mortar models, and you need a lot more upfront because of the expenses involved. Um, the risk is also higher with this emerging, unproving management model, but it certainly looks like it could be the start of a trend in franchising. And it is the start. We've seen several different franchisors that are doing this now. We have. And it is, um, as you pointed out, a higher risk because it's new. Yeah. So it's not proven yet. But franchisors are recognizing the growing number of franchisees that are looking to diversify portfolios. And so some of them have offered this greater level of involvement and support so that the franchisee is truly more of, you know, just an investor mm -hmm. and giving more, um, um, I don't know if control is the right word, but work um, from the franchisor's behalf on running the business. And then, therefore, the franchisor is getting uh, more of the royalty as well. And another thing that I thought about when you were talking about the marketing piece that I wanted to share is that I had a franchisor um, call me this morning as a follow-up to the conference to tell me, hey, something new has just been implemented just since we met last week. And they have an outbound call center that's actually going to be working on the franchisee's behalf while they're at training. 
So their goal is to have, when that franchisee leaves training, up to 40 to 50 prospects and potentially appointments scheduled. So you walk out of training and are able to get out there and potentially immediately be speaking with clients and hopefully closing sales right away versus coming back from training and having to delay and wait for whether it's online marketing or your own marketing services or whatever. So I also thought that was very impressive knowing that they're working on the franchisee's behalf while they're at training. Well, and we hear that a lot with, um, we hear the term pre-sales a lot as well, as well, like with some of the um, fitness and beauty concepts where once again, while the franchisee is at training, they're working on these pre-sales so that they've actually got members that are ready to go once their doors open. So the franchisors really are doing a lot to help their franchisees just really hit the ground running. And on that note, you know, I would say another trend is just all the changes and improvements in technology that they're providing. That has been really another just eye-opener about what can be accomplished through the technology steps that they're taking. So, um, you know, the next thing that we brought home from the conference was some exciting new concepts. Um, You know, boutique fitness, we talked about earlier, is one of those that had to close but has bounced back. And there, um, there is a new boutique fitness model, and it's actually not brand new because it's been approved in Europe for quite some time. It's called electromagnetic stimulation and um, has just recently come to the U.S., but as we mentioned, has been utilized in Europe for quite some time. Um, And so, but that's why we haven't heard about it. And it is semi-absentee, and I'm going to look at my notes on this too so I don't get it wrong. Um, But it... um, There's this electromagnetic stimulation equipment, and this franchise has an exclusive agreement with a company. And amazingly, and Roxanne did it, she hooked up (laughs) to this equipment. Too bad I don't have the video of her to show you right now, so she can tell you a little bit more about it. But it was really amazing how it worked. And supposedly, I'm sure it depends on your personal situation, your weight, and so forth, but you could burn up to 700 calories in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. So tell us about that experience on that, uh, using that equipment, Roxanne. It's hard to explain or describe if you've never felt it before. It's kind of like trying to explain what it feels like to be pregnant if you've never been pregnant before, (laughs) but I'll do my best. So the only thing I can really equate it to is if you've ever been injured and you've gone to the chiropractor and had the little... um, patches put on you where they give you, it's called the TENS unit where it kind of gives you stimulation to help heal an area. So it's kind of like that, but not really. Um, they put this equipment on you and you flex a muscle. And while you're flexing it, it's stimulating your muscle. Um, and it's weird. It just feels like pressure and, um, it's almost like the feeling that you get when your a limb has been asleep and it's waking up, the tingling, but it's um, it's a lot more intense than what you get when your limb is waking up, and you can actually feel it contracting your muscle, and so you hold that contraction um, for however however many seconds it is, and then you let go, and they do this for all your body parts, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> afterwards, uh, they said I'd be sore. 
a day, two days later, but I really wasn't. I felt it kind of like right after, like my triceps were really burning. But you only did it for like five minutes. I didn't do it that long. It was just testing it. But, um, but I definitely felt my triceps burning after I did that. So it's, it's, a. I'm, it's hard to get your head around it because you think, really, is this really a thing? And then once you do it, you're like, wow, I can see how that could work. Well, yes, and it's been proven in Europe. So it's just a matter of someone uh, in the U.S. kind of wanting to be a trailblazer and an early adapter yeah. to educate people about this. And I do remember them saying their largest demographic is women ages 45 to 65. So I know I do um, a workout that's 20 minutes twice a week, and I'm grateful for that efficient uh, type of workout that I can get in and out and in 20 minutes because we all have things to do. Obviously. So well, that's a trend too. And kind of like where you go, I mean, this, the, the, I would say the biggest demographic in general would be um, like a baby boomer or just a little bit younger. But for somebody that's maybe not as mobile or that has a lot of injuries, because this is definitely low impact and it can be done on its own. It's a, it's a, an efficient work, enough workout to be done on its own, but it can also be complementary and also help with recovery. That's awesome. So that was cool. And then another um, new kind of med spas have been around a long time, but we were introduced to one that's unique. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't get a chance to visit with them. Roxanne, tell us what you learned about this brand. Well, um, so they call it a full service wellness studio offering mind and body recovery. And this is actually uh, very complimentary to boutique fitness and they're the first franchise to offer, offer what they call contrast therapy. And I know when I was going through some medical issues a couple years ago, my naturopath wanted me doing this. And um, you get into a hot sauna. Actually, he wanted me in there for like 20 minutes. It was unbearable. And then basically they want you plunging in, in cold water. Um, oh, my goodness. So it's that contrast of hot, sweating out all the toxins, and then jumping into cold water, and um, it's supposed to be really good for your immune system. So they do contrast therapy there. Um, it's a sauna, and they do a cold plunge, so it's probably even worse. I was getting in a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cold plunge bath. And then they have seven unique revenue streams. So they do cryotherapy, IV drip. They do the cold plunge. They do float, if you're aware of what that is. They do LED light therapy, saunas, and then they also have retail. And the retail offerings are broad and focus on sleep, stress and anxiety, clean beauty, detoxification, immunity, and then they also have high-end skincare and accessories. So, you know, we see the the drip bars, but this is really something that incorporates all-around wellness and puts it all in one package. So I thought that was really neat. And, and just not focusing on your body, but also your mental health and wellness. Yeah, that's what I thought was unique about it, too, that it was – we've seen – different um, spas that offer some of these services, Mm -hmm. but um, to have such a broad range of revenue streams along with um, mental health services as well, um, felt like that was something also unique and kind of exciting uh, coming, um, you know, new to the the market that we'll have an opportunity to, to work with. So, what are some of the other things that stood out to you um, in terms of newer concepts that that sounded exciting? 
So I have to tell you, I'm one of those that um, I want to buy everything. Like I, <laughs> I just want to own the world. And I get all excited. And my husband's like, slow down. <laughs> but I got really excited about it. And I've been asked about this a lot in the past. You know, in the senior care arena, we hear about the non-medical in-home senior care and the mobility product um, products for people's homes. But these are actual assisted living homes where the franchisor helps you buy the home, find the home, um, build it out properly. And these are small, you know, maybe four rooms. Um, so it's very hands-on, um, kind of like a four-to-one or four-to-two ratio, um, very private kind of home for, you know, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa. And I thought... It is it more was, like a residence yeah. where each, each resident has their own room, but then they have common areas yes. and a kitchen so they have some camaraderie with their housemates, but then they also have privacy. And it does feel more like home. I think it's a great concept, and I had not seen anything like that in the franchising world before now. Well, and what's cool about it is the people doing this have been in this senior care demographic for years. They've got the non-medical in-home care. They actually even help with staffing for the assisted living facilities. And now this is something that they've added on to that. And you can either have a regular assisted living or you can have assisted living that helps those with dementia and Alzheimer's as well. So that one was really impressive to me. Yeah, I was excited to hear about that one too. And another common theme that we met with many uh, brands to discuss is pets, mm -hmm. pet care. People, many, many pets, I don't remember the statistics, but lots of people adopted pets in 2020. And when you own a pet, they need to be boarded, they need to be groomed, um, they need uh, to eat. And so <laughs> there was so there were so many different brands, um, everything from just traditional grooming to the full-blown facility with daycare and boarding and mobile grooming as well. Moving along? Yes. Kids. Moving along. Kids. Enrichment for children. Um, you know, we've, we've heard of STEM, but STEAM, which adds art to all the other sciencey stuff and also things like soccer and um, bullying awareness, martial arts. So a lot of things for kids and, and starting at a really young age too. Yes, one of them starts at 12 months. Oh. And, you know, to your point, we have seen some of the education franchises previously, STEAM and STEM and so forth, but I was excited to see some of the physical activity brands um, launching as well and, and becoming part of our inventory so that they can get, get more physical activity through just playing, not necessarily even a specific sport, but just play and exercise. And more green products we're seeing. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to sit with the folks that do the green garage floor coatings, but I just had my garage floors done and, and that smell is toxic. And um, so I don't want to get into all the details, but I did a lot of research and some of the stuff flakes off. You have to find the stuff that doesn't, that has the lifetime warranty and really like bonds with the concrete. Uh, but right now, they don't have anything that's not toxic that does that. And this company has got a patent, and they do it. And not only is it 
not toxic. It's done in a fraction of the time and it's about a third of the cost. So it really is an exciting product and I will be excited to see some of those franchises open here for sure. Yeah. And so we had a few years ago, um, a brand or two that focused on green uh, residential cleaning with green products. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing that expand to painting as well. Mm-hmm. These garage coatings, as Roxanne mentioned, so environmentally friendly products um, are a- another trend that we're seeing. Yep. And then you want to talk about what's happening in construction? Yeah. So construction, there's lots of different um, opportunities in construction. Some of them are more simplified remodels. So um, updating your kitchen in a day or your bathroom in a day, which I thought was interesting. So avoiding the whole gutting situation, but just refacing and refreshing. Um, There's a franchise that focuses on getting homes ready to sell, specifically for um, what would be attractive to a buyer to get it ready so that the seller can uh, hopefully generate more revenue from that sale. So uh, construction and home improvement uh, is still, it, it, it boomed during the pandemic and it is still continuing to be a very profitable um, uh, business opportunity. People are still going down that path. Well, and a couple of those are green too. So there's a couple things I want to touch on that you said. The one, um, the real estate one, I love it. They're, um, they're kind of their motto is getting your house Instagram ready. So not only are you getting top dollar, it's not sitting on the market as long. And nothing that they do is structural. It's all cosmetic. And you should see some of these before and afters. It's amazing. And some of the companies that are coming in and, and doing some of the remodeling, um, it's so much better on the environment if you're not busting up countertops and throwing them in, in a landfill. There's ways to change the color of your grout, to clean your grout, um, refacing your cabinets versus demolishing them and starting all over. And there's also companies that have, uh, there's one that has a patent that puts coatings on everything in the house like you would buy it out of a store. So wow. they've got the technology to bring that in your home. So it's not just like, sanding your cabinets and painting them, it's like putting a a finish on them that you would go somewhere and buy them like that. And so your point about um, cleaning grout and things like that, that's another trend. There are companies out there that fix instead of requiring replacement. So it could be anything from um, automobile seats to uh, flooring, um, grout, uh, they're leather able, couches, leather couches. Exactly. So they're able to come in and repair surfaces basically yeah. and clean surfaces so that a full replacement isn't required. So, you know, if you think about your, uh, have rental properties, you're an apartment complex or what have you, what a huge benefit to be able to come in and fix those small issues versus having to make those major replacements. And then back to your point about saving the environment without having to throw all that away. Yeah. Even on the um, business to business side, you know, restaurants that have, you know, the booths get ripped or whatever that can be repaired doctors and uh, dentist office with the, the tables. So there's a lot that can be done to repair and, and save our landfills at the same time and save money. So who would have thought that's a franchise, right? I mean, just so many surprises. Um, There are some fun, uh, unique food concepts as well. We don't work with a lot of restaurants, but we do have a handful of of kind of smaller, fun, unique food concepts. But as you've heard us discuss, there are so 
many other opportunities in franchising, and it's always fun to see what's up and coming um, and partner with these companies to really help our clients accomplish their goals. Yeah, so that's kind of all we have for you today, unless you have anything else. No, I think we summed it up. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our market update We like to do these um, right after our spring and fall conventions, so stay tuned. We'll have something for you first quarter of 2023. Please follow us on LinkedIn. You can find uh, find Sarah, Sarah with no H, Wasco, W-A-S-K-O-W, and Roxanne Rapsky, R-A-P-S-K-E, on LinkedIn. You can also find us on frannet.com and on our YouTube channel at frannet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. And last, you can find Unpredicted Entrepreneur anywhere you download your podcasts. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.